Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Coin Talk. Today is June 1st, 2020, and we are talking Bitcoin in July. <laughs> yeah, we made it a full six months into the year that is 2020. Gosh, it'll never end, will it? <laughs> well, today we're talking Bitcoin in July. And yes, this is our monthly podcast that we do. Every month we look at Bitcoin, but specifically, what does it look like in July? That's the big question that we ask ourselves in these episodes. So let's jump into it. So if you look at current Bitcoin market health in July, I mean, it's Bitcoin's kind of taken a tumble, right? Over the past week, you know, it it climbed here on Monday and then today, Tuesday, but during the weekend, it, it briefly brushed below 9K, right? And then it settled back above 91. And if you look right now, we're somewhere around 92.50, right? Not bad. I mean, I'm not complaining. I love this sideways action. But the overall Bitcoin space, when it comes to sideways action times, <laughs> they love to find an idea. Like they have to take an idea, extrapolate that and pin it to why the market health is the way it is. Right now, everybody's saying it's because so many kids are into stonks <laughs> or so you hear the you hear the other one that goes, well, everybody's putting their money into DeFi. They forgot about Bitcoin. Or you hear the uh, the last saying that I think is real popular uh, these days is that Bitcoin just lost steam. <laughs> like like what? Lost steam. Uh, I didn't realize we were still using locomotives. No, but what I'm trying to say is most people forget the basics and, and the basics are the basics. And after every halving, two months following the halving, uh, sometimes three, you you see a drop in price. And this has occurred every single time. And then we jump out of that price and then on to the new bull market begins. Like, this is how it this is how it always works. <laughs> I don't know why people are so surprised that history often rhymes. Right. Uh, so that's what we're seeing. And then not to mention and the reason for that, I should because at the end of the day, y'all are, y'all are like, OK, car, that's your opinion. But give us some facts. Well, the facts behind that are in the coin metrics. And I'll put that in the newsletter. If you look here, uh, miners are moving Bitcoin to exchanges. I mean, you're seeing it here in June. So June 22nd, a big increase in miners moving BTC to exchanges. And I'll put a complete class node chart in there so you can see that. So now we're starting to see miners drop off right in May, early June. Now it's like, OK, we need to We need to cash something in because we need to we need to sell. We need to keep going. And this is what's happening. If you look at minor revenue, 
it has fallen really, really bad. So, yeah, they were going to have to cash in at some point. And June 22nd was that time. Uh, if you look at new addresses here just recently in the past couple of days, it's increased, right? The price has gone down. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we have to realize what's ahead. And when you look at what's ahead, it's extremely bullish. And I'm going to say this again because we said it last month. We have to watch for Facebook release of their Novi wallet and the Libra digital currency. I know you don't want to believe that's a big thing. <laughs> I get it. Everybody in this space doesn't want to believe a stable coin is going to draw in more people. But it's a truth. You got to remember, David Marcus went in front of the Senate last year uh, and literally the price of Bitcoin surged. So if a Senate hearing <laughs> can increase the price of Bitcoin, uh, what do you think a, a Novi wallet and a Libra digital currency is going to do? That's, that's all I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm saying. So you got to watch out for that. We don't know when the release date for that is. They haven't said anything. They literally haven't said anything. They just said sometime this year. So we'll see how that turns out. And then we have some new information. And now this was reported last week, but Venmo and PayPal are to enable Bitcoin buys and sells directly into their wallets. That's right. So three sources have stated, and this is coming from Coindesk, three sources have stated on the record that PayPal and Venmo will offer direct purchases and sales of crypto assets to consumers and will have an in-app functionality. They're working with multiple exchanges to source liquidity, very much like Voyager, and their service may be available in the next three months. PayPal and Venmo haven't officially confirmed or denied. That's right. So earlier this year, PayPal CTO Suri Shabanada stated that we are a strong believer in potential of blockchain, adding that PayPal was exploring how the technology itself can contribute to the concept of creating an open digital payments platform. Now, if you go on crypto Twitter, there's a lot of people that are in uh, that work for PayPal, but comment on Bitcoin. And I follow one of them. And this this particular guy has confirmed through his Twitter that they are, in fact, looking at uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. So this is a real thing. This is a real thing. And I'll tell you why it matters. This is probably the the thing that most people will not say, because, I mean, no one wants to see another competitor into the market. Right. It's much less PayPal, much less keep the old system in place, but just give them a facelift with Bitcoin. So it matters because PayPal was one of the first consumer electronic payments platforms, right? It was started by Peter Thiel and his friends and, of course, Elon Musk. Over the two decades, though, since its inception, the resilient but very much a fintech giant that it is, has started to adopt the very technology that was created to disrupt money. And, and that's Bitcoin. And Venmo, on the other hand, it's very much like Square Cash. I don't use it. I don't use Venmo. I, I think I have an account just because I have a PayPal account. But people just say Venmo me, right? That's a, that's a thing. That's an everyday, you know, uh, wording uh, vernacular that, that we all say to each other. I personally use Square, right? Cashtag Thriller Car. <laughs> but no, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of us use these fintech, you know, CFI, centralized <laughs> finance apps. We do, right? Um, Robinhood is out there. It's uh, very popular amongst 10 to 12 year olds right now <laughs> because they're buying stonks and they're making a killing out there. <laughs> this is why this is why I'm just in the crypto space. Uh, so so no, what I'm trying to say is that 
these fintech apps, these CFI apps, they're 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 noticing that you have to offer all sorts of investment products. You can't just be a uh, a payment system anymore. Not in this decade, right? I mean, there's very little. There's very little ways to generate money these days. Uh, and so everybody's doing what they can. And if that requires selling stocks or equities, then they're going to do that. And if that requires selling Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies because the millennials want it, well, they're going to do that. And so what we're going to see here in the coming months, and they said three months. So that puts us right around August, September, October, where that's right where it usually starts increasing in price this is what i'm trying to say like you know here let, let me finish let me finish this real quick one other thing for paypal and venmo right if if they do release something we have to remember it's not going to be like a you know like a, a, a built-in wallet you're going to be able to send people bitcoin no no they're just going to do it as an investment and if anything you're not going to own you know any of the private keys or anything like that it's just going to be like robin hood where you're just Oh, you you own some Bitcoin. Here's a piece of paper. You know, you know what I mean? It's just going to be very elementary. So, yes, does that work for the normies out there? Of course it does. But does that work for us? Not not really. But will it increase the price of Bitcoin? Absolutely. <laughs> and that's all that's all we really care about at the end of the day, right? We want to see the price go up. We want to see adoption happen. And if that takes uh, these old conglomerates of fintech to do it, then then, then so be it. But what I was going to say is everybody looks at the charts and they're, and they're trying to come up with a, with a way to understand why we're down right now. And sometimes you just have to let it be, <laughs> right? And when we do come out of this, because we will, uh, we're going to be sitting pretty. And it usually happens around this August, September, October area where we just see a, a big spike. And then we're going to beat 10,500 and we're never going to go below it again. So right now is the time when we do crash this month because that's right. July will be the last bearish month for Bitcoin. Expect a big drop this month. You got to keep that in mind, right? We're going to see a drop this month. I don't know how long it's going to go, but we have to consider the resistance levels, right? We're still holding 8,900. We haven't fallen below that. We can watch for price swings in this direction this month, but a further drop to 7,800 seems more likely, right? Even if it's just for, you know, two minutes, <laughs> and then it goes back up to 84. We're gonna see a we're gonna see a drop for sure this month. Um, if this resistance level breaks, then we'll see a crash back down to 6,500. I think if stocks, you know, keep riding high, I think we'll kind of see the sideways action. But honestly, I'd much rather see a drop in Bitcoin price right now in July than see it, you know, when Venmo or PayPal gets released in, you know, in October, right? Or when Back finally releases their wallet <laughs> um, or, you know what I mean? So I, I would much or when even Facebook releases their, their, their Libra coin, I would much rather see this happen here in July, get the dip over with. And then that way, everything's just blue sky afterwards. Uh, if we have to wait till September to see this dip, it's going to be painful. It's going to make everything much worse. So I'm hoping for a dip this month. And I, I definitely think we're going to get that. If you look at the charts, it's, it's definitely swinging that way. And then finally, the last thing I will say is, and this is, this is important. This is the most important thing you should realize this month. Buy the dip. <laughs> just, just buy the dip, right? 
we literally are going to break free of this $10,500 resistance level. And when we do, there's no going back to it ever again. I don't think so. I don't think we're ever going back to that $10,500 price level ever again once we break through it. I, th I think we've solidified. We've solidified this 10K range <laughs> for for the life of Bitcoin. And that's a, that's a, a really big accomplishment, right? In my opinion, I think that's a big accomplishment for 2020. So that's all I got. That's all I got for Bitcoin in July. It's a really, I mean, honestly, it's just the last bearish month for Bitcoin. People will try to say, oh, it's because of this. Oh, it's no. This is how it usually goes. Look at the charts. I mean, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there in the coin metrics. You know, I love when people try to explain things without uh, actual proper uh, charts in front of them. And look at the minor revenue. It's dropping. Look at the miners move BTC to exchanges. It's happening. Yes, this is why. But the good thing about all this, we're seeing new addresses. So people are waking up. And then one last thing. One last thing about that new addresses. Oh, Pompliano doing the Lord's work, the Bitcoin Lord's work, and getting on the Bill Burr podcast. Check. I know I mean, that's that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous growth. You just don't you just don't see that. The yeah. only way it grows is because demand increases. There's a finite supply. Well, so I that think you got two new customers on this one, buddy. Dude, I am kicking myself in the ass for a Rogan podcast where I got too high and just said, nah, I'm gonna pass on the Bitcoin, gentlemen. Send it over to Red Band. I did the same thing. Look, I'm still obviously still gonna do a bunch of research, which I suggest everybody does. Um, but you know, we're we're coming up on it here. I don't want people's friggin' heads to explode with this. Do you have anything in closing advice, any information or anything? And by the way, thank you for coming on here and being clearly the most intelligent fucking guess we've ever had uh no i think the uh the only thing i'll end with is uh there's a saying that we use in the crypto community that uh that i think kind of sums it all up which is just long bitcoin short the fucking bankers yep uh, <laughs> i think he just onboarded uh bill burr what do y'all think uh he did a fantastic job you know there's one thing i would say about pomp you know, all the work that he does out there, just talking to people, getting the macro guys on his podcast, getting I mean, that takes a lot of work. I think most people do not realize how incredibly hard it is to coordinate all that stuff and literally having to uh, set all that up and then being able to ask the right questions. Uh, it's tough. It's a lot of work. It's a, it definitely I don't I'm not sure how many hours of sleep Pomp gets every night, but I remember when we were doing interviews uh, for Thriller Podcast, it was just the editing, all that behind the scenes. It's just a lot of work. Uh, so my hats go off to Pomp for for pulling that guest. And then also one more thing you got to think about this. So if he gets on Bill Burr's podcast, uh, who's friends with Bill Burr? That's right. Joe Rogan. Man, if Pomp can get on Joe Rogan's podcast, holy hell, ladies and gentlemen, that might be amazing. That might be amazing. I, I'm going to go ahead and call it now. I think Pomp's getting on Joe Rogan here by the end of the year. What do you all think? I'm thinking he is. And if he does, there's no better person to explain Bitcoin to the masses on, on a, just a regular like guy introducing another guy to Bitcoin like Pomp. Seriously. Think about it. Andreas is really great technically, you know, explaining things. You got some other leaders in the space, right? But when it comes to just the average person, I feel like Pomp's the guy to do it. 
So we'll see if it gets on Joe Rogan. If he does, he's going to onboard so many users. And um, I think he onboarded a lot. You should definitely check out that podcast. It's uh, actually, I think it's on Bill Burr's podcast, actually. It's good. Okay, with that, let's get into, that's right, coin talk. We got to talk about coinage, baby. <laughs> we got to talk about coins. Let's do it. It is time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk, my favorite part of the day, your your favorite part of the day, too. I'm sure it is. Uh, Man, the market's looking great. But before we jump into that, we got to talk about a couple things. So we got a season four starting today, actually. Yeah, season four thriller podcast. We've been we've been doing it for four years at this point. That's nuts. Absolutely insane. I never would have thought (laughs) who would have made it to four seasons. (laughs) <laughs> but we did. But we did. We made it to four seasons. Uh, I thought for sure uh, there, there was a time there. I was like, I don't know. We're going to make it. Yeah. No, we made it to four seasons. And it's it's all because of y'all. Uh, there's don't there's no other reason why I would keep doing this if no one was listening. So thank you for listening. Um, so, yeah, today's our fourth season. We're going to start uh, Thriller. Uh, we're going to do our Thriller Crypto Purge uh, here on July 4th. So look for that to drop on your podcast players. Um, that's going to be cool. Uh, I got a couple coins. We should definitely should purge. Um, <laughs> there's, some, there's some ones that I'm like, man, people are going to get pissed. Anyway, so we're going to do that on, on July 4th. So look for that to drop. Uh, and then also, I want to say that, uh, yeah, I mean, four years is incredible. But you know what's even more incredible than that? A Bitcoin book. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, I, I know, and I know, I, I talked about this uh, maybe about six months ago. I promised you a Bitcoin audiobook. Well, I'm like 75% done, 75% done. So it's it's still it's still happening. It's just going really slow. <laughs> there's just there's just so much editing when it comes to it. Um, but we're gonna release that. It'll be free, of course, because I think I think Bitcoin when it comes to content like that. Or it's just, you know, teaching and learning and all that kind of stuff. I think that stuff should be free, definitely. Um, plus, we, we use a lot of other people's audio, so I don't think we can legally charge for that. Um, but no, it's more of a, a collection uh, of audio that we've uh, kind of accumulated over the past four years uh, covering Bitcoin. And it's just uh, stitched together, you know, very nicely. Very nice. And then, um, you know, it's... I'm going to try to edit it down even further because uh, we're like about eight eight hours right now. I want to get it down to like a nice little, you know, road trip type size uh, and then get everything kind of leveled as far as audio and then release it. I'm not sure where we're going to release it at just yet, but um, I definitely want to use something like maybe Bandcamp or some other platform that will allow you to stream it either on the web or, or stream it um, either in their player or their app. Um, or even to download it. So, um, yeah, I just want to make sure everybody has a lot of options. But, yeah, look for that to drop, hopefully hopefully here soon. Um, I'm going to be working out all day Friday, and uh, that's going to be, like, my weekend project. 
and that's gonna be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to sharing it releasing it making the cover art for it uh coming up with a, a superb title for it there's so many titles that i'm like thinking of i'm like should it be a meme title but i'm like no how serious should i make it i think i'm just gonna try to make it as as a uh very thriller crypto ish if that means anything so that's gonna be a snazzy snazzy uh cover art and probably a a quippy title for the for the audiobook but yeah looking forward to releasing that for y'all i think that's my way of saying thank you for four amazing years that's right um and then i think that's all i got right i think that's all i got okay what's that sound oh we gotta play our disclaimer i totally forgot yeah being behind this subscription paywall we don't have to play this very often but we do have to play this to start the fourth season so roll the disclaimer So I found out that we have a famous person listening on the podcast. Yeah, I found out via email. It was surprising. It, it took me by surprise. Anyway, um, you're probably wondering, hey, Car, what are we talking about coins right now? I want to talk about Bitcoin. Well, we're going to talk about Bitcoin, too. There's still some more to talk about Bitcoin. But you have to realize what I'm about to say right now is about to take away everything that we said at the top of the podcast. We're going to 9400. Yeah, we are. I mean, there's a nice little trading shot out there right now where it's it's showing us perk up right to 94, 95, and then a straight downward trajectory <laughs> back down, back down to to 87, 86, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's just it's just because Bitcoin is so volatile these days, right? It's it's a it's a There's nothing really out there that shows why it should have sold off. I mean, the macro guys thinks it has to do with the S and P 500. No, it's the miners selling the Bitcoin. It's the Bitcoin selling the miners. <laughs> but I honestly think it's Paul Tudor Jones, Venmo and PayPal, <laughs> right? You got people shorting everybody. I mean, seriously. Fucking DeFi is a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. You don't think that's taken away from Bitcoin's cash cow? That's all I'm saying. No, but in all seriousness, like, we, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are. We are probably going to go up a little bit, but we're definitely, we're definitely going to go back down, right? Like, let's, let's not make the mistake twice. Don't buy when we know we're going down. Oh, Javier, what is, oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. We're just cruising. Yeah, this is, this is exactly what Bitcoin's doing right now. We're just cruising and just feeling it. That, that's all we're doing right now with Bitcoin. Oh, there it goes. The synths. Just, just in the background. So, I'm going to lower that, Javier. What we need to think about is when we get to this dip this month, Will you buy it 
or will you maybe think twice about it? You don't want to make the mistake. You don't want to make the mistake of not buying Bitcoin, especially during times like these, because I really, 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 really believe that we don't have any, we don't have very many, I should say, opportunities to be buying Bitcoin under this 10K range. I, I, I'm really, I'm really telling the truth when I say that. I know most people will say, oh, you say that all the time, but no, we're, we're about to pass 10.5K and when we do, it's blue skies. So with that, with that being said, let's look into CoinGecko charts because I, I think I think we covered Bitcoin, right? And I, I know most people, you know, probably won't agree, but I, we're, we're definitely going down this month. I mean, I hate I hate to be the bearer of bad news for y'all, but that doesn't mean to sell your Bitcoin. I'm not saying that. Don't don't do that. Just huddle, baby. Just huddle. It'll be fine. Uh, so we got Ethereum at 231. Uh, we got uh, XRP. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know what XRP is going to do, man. Like, yes, they got Asia. I guess they're using it over there. Right. SBI. Um, I don't know if they're using it in America. I mean, I know there's some XRP army tubers podcast. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's it's at 17 cents. I mean, they dump it on you every quarter. I mean, Yeah. What a waste of a fourth slot, <laughs> the cryptocurrency market cap. Because you know there's newbies out there that are just like, let's just buy the top 10 coins. And they're just, yeah, that's just sad. And then you got Bitcoin Cash, right? I think uh, I think people will fail to realize that uh, Bitcoin Cash uh, will probably be around <laughs> for a very long time at this point. I mean, I, I tend to think that if Bitcoin Cash was going to die, it would have died during the bear market. I, I don't. It's a thing, and it's going to continue to be a thing. So uh, just get on board the Bcash train. <laughs> I would say eventually. I'm not saying go buy some Bcash, but um, if you have some, why not hold it? I mean, right? Should have had some from the fork. Okay, Cardano up number six. Whoa, it took up a slot. It just went up to number six. Oh, that's right. They're having their Cardano summit tomorrow and Friday. Oh, Shelly Mainnet release, huh, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you were listening to some of the podcasts that we had uh, in June where we talked about uh, DeFi, we talked, and I gave, actually, I even gave y'all my list of coins that I hold because I'm transparent as fuck. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I showed you what I was holding, and then we did the whole 100x coins that, I, that I'm holding, and then the, we did the DeFi coins that I'm looking at and then speculating on. Um, yeah, and Cardano was one of those coins. Uh, it's one of the ones that I think if you hold for the next five years, and this is where I say, like, don't hold a large bag because it might not turn into anything. It might just go the way of, you know, of, of, of it might just go away, uh, right? Or it, it, they could, somebody could exit scam. That's all I'm saying. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's, you never know in crypto. But what I'm trying to say is it, I think if you have a small bag of Cardano, uh, you might, might want to hold on to that. Uh, for a few years, because uh, I think I don't like the circulating supply. I don't like the total amount. Um, I do like the price at nine cents, but I I, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a long term hold. 
I think if you wait till 2028, you'll know if it turned into gold or, or shit. <laughs> I mean, most people will most people will know. Uh, the next one is Bitcoin SV. This is one that you definitely shouldn't invest in. Uh, I don't talk about it this much, but seeing that uh, we have new people, uh, number seven, it's a waste of a slot. Uh, and it's not Satoshi's vision. <laughs> it's it's a it's a carbon copy and it's nothing else. And it it shouldn't be bought, um, you know. Don't buy that. Uh, you're better off buying XRP. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Buy Bitcoin instead. Buy Bitcoin instead. Trust me. Um, and then we have Litecoin. Now, I feel differently about Litecoin than most. Uh, yes, I, I think it's going to have a place in the future. I don't believe in the uh, one, coin to, one coin to rule them all. I think Charlie Lee is one of the best marketers out there in the space. And he has a way of getting people on board with his LTC train. And, and as long as BTC around, I think there's uh, room for LTC. And I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't be surprised if we get LTC futures. I'm not even joking. Like if, if the CFTC comes out in the next couple months saying LTC is now a, a commodity, that would not surprise me. Same thing with Bitcoin Cash. That would not surprise me at all. So. That's one of the reasons why I hold Litecoin, just because I feel like um, you never know. You literally never know what that's going to turn into. And at a moment's notice, you literally could be. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you could be out of, you know, I mean, you just never know. You never know. Uh, Binance coin, I think that's a bogus coin. I think it's a security. <laughs> I don't use Binance. I think it's one of the worst exchanges that has gotten hacked, but still people put money into it. I don't get it. Um, I will never recommend Binance. I think it's one of the worst, um, um, yeah, exchanges. I mean, I don't think, I think, I think once you're hacked and it's, it was proven and it was for a large amount, I think, uh, I think there should be a penalty for that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> maybe a strike, maybe three strikes are out, but, um, yeah, I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them with my money, so I don't buy from them. Uh, next one is Crypto.com coin. Uh, I haven't used Crypto.com. I don't expect to ever use it. I think it's, I think it's another security. <laughs> I don't, you know, this is where I agree with Tone Bays on this one. I think it's just like uh, somebody made a coin, attached a website to it, and then got a bunch of people to shill the shit out of it, and that's why we're in the top ten. It, it yeah, it's only to let the people who had. Uh, that particular coin um yeah i, I just th there's just so much better coins out there <laughs> there's just better cryptocurrencies to hold than that one that's why i don't understand like yeah i, I don't get it even if they're giving you whatever they're giving you because you know they're trying to do something like I, I, like when i look at B bitcoin sv and i'm sorry this is turning into just like a a a, a, a shit fest but um yeah this is just how i'm feeling this afternoon so like yeah, Bitcoin. I don't understand why people are buying Bitcoin SV, like Binance Coin, Crypto. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, there's so much better projects. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're falling for the trap. Uh, you're going to get hurt so bad. Uh, EOS hasn't done anything. Um, it's $2.38. Got Chainlink, a beast out there. Uh, $4.79. Got Tezos. Uh, it's going to keep <laughs> making Tez uh, to infinity and beyond. <laughs> 
But no, actually, I saw I saw a Tezos developer spotting. Uh, sp- I saw I saw a Tezos developer spotting, meaning there's actual te- Tezos developers. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It was just like, wow, there they go. They're they're actually real. <laughs> um, next we got uh, the next one we got is um, Stellar. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, we got uh, Leo Token. This is another one. Like, what, what are we doing? Why are people buying Leo Token? This is stupid. Uh, Tron's another one. Why are people buying Tron, man? Oh, my God. Monero. Looking looking good. 64 bucks. Um, yeah, I mean, look at Compound. So Compound is at 200 bucks. Cosmos, 269 Zcash, 52 bucks. Maker bat so it's funny because i've been playing around with compound and you literally have like 13 percent interest uh with with uh by, by depositing your bat as collateral so of course i don't hold bat but i do now uh and sure enough man just gaining that comp just from just bat i, I i'm starting to understand that bat literally was made not for the brave bowser <laughs> The brave browser, not for the brave browser, but was made to mine comp. <laughs> that's that's all it was. DeFi mine comp. That's all it was made for. Uh, anyway, it's hilarious. But yeah, thirteen percent. I mean, go figure. Uh, and then we have uh, Dogecoin looking good. So my block folio is like scaring the crap out of me. Cause check this out. So I literally have like a crap ton of Doge, right? So every now and then, I don't know if it's somebody at Blockfolio just like fucking with the with the markets or whatever. But every now and then, I'll look at my Blockfolio, and I, I, it'll say like millions and bazillions of dollars, and I'm like, whoa, what happened? Like, which coin went like a thousand x overnight? And I look, and it says Doge, and I'm like, and I'm sure somebody's just like messing with it. But anyway, it's it was funny. You ever, I don't know if that ever happens to any of y'all, but it happens to me. It happened to me twice in the past couple of weeks. And I, I woke up and looked at my blog phone. I'm like, whoa, what what happened? <laughs> you know, and it, it was it reminded me for a brief second, like of the um, of, of the bull run in 2017, where you like you would wake up every day and be like, whoa, what happened? And yeah, anyway, and we got Kyber Network, KNC at $1.46 right now. Jeez, man. This is this is where like this is where it pays <laughs> to be to be a part of through the crypto subscription. That's all I'm saying. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's all I'm going to say, because, uh, man, we were talking about that shit early, early, like 45 cents, 55 cents early. Gosh. And, I, you know, honestly, you know, I'll give you a little I'll give you a little more here. I honestly think we're going to be at five bucks here by the end of the year for KNC. hundred percent. Um, yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent anyway. Yeah. dollar 46 right now. Just killing it. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm actually, cause I bought a crap ton of KNC back at 45 cents. I'm actually going to, uh, I'm going to sell once we get to five and you're probably wondering, sell it back to fiat. No, I'm, I'm going to invest it in Bitcoin and investing it in Bitcoin. You're damn right. You're damn right. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Because this was just one that, you know, and there's like I said, I say this every year, like there's not a lot of these. There's not a lot of these, um, you know, five X's uh, and and you everybody knows, you know, at the same time or only a few people know. Uh, and I felt like we were 
we were we were in that first wave. No, actually, we're probably in the second wave because that first wave happened in February, March, and people got in at twenty cents. So yeah, we were definitely in that second wave. But still, I mean, people are still buying it now because there's that five dollars. You know, you know, and, I, and it, it it's not it's not me that believes it can get to four or five dollars. It's just there's people out there in the space. Look at the crypto YouTubers are all talking about that range. I think it's going to get there because of the mechanisms in place when they release Catalyst next week. So I, that's what I believe. I believe that's gonna increase the amount, you know, even further, especially with DeFi the way it is. And I think Maker's gonna be adding KNC here pretty soon. So yeah, there's just so many, like, I feel like Kyber's the only ICO from 2017 that actually did something. <laughs> like, you know, like they literally were an ICO in 2017, promised so much, and actually fucking delivered. Um, and then now, here in the next bull run, they're going to deliver again, but with with returns. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's amazing to see that. Actually, that's probably the bigger story that no one's talking about. The fact that they were an ICO, sold a lot of coins, you know, of course, went down to work, started working. And then now they're going to. Yeah, it's this is what crypto is all about. There's not a lot of those, but that was one of them. Uh, then next we got synthetics. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And then we have OMG. That one, yeah, I, I think that's going to turn into something, hopefully. And then, of course, 0x, like 0x, 34 cents. That one you can also uh, put up for collateral on Compound. I'm throwing some 0x on there, too, as well. So um, it's not as, I mean, initially it was a nice interest rate, but I don't know what they're doing, man, as far as the voting and governance on that platform. It's just all over the place. It's like they just want it to be like bad only <laughs> APR gained. Um, and then we have what else we have here? Decred. So I want to talk about Decred for a little bit. Decred is one of the hardest currencies out there. And I think for the most part, people will be surprised when it turns into something here next year. Um, there's people behind the scenes, they're working on it, they're keeping their head down and they're just working. Once we get some of these like venture capitalists, uh, and once we get some of these little smaller hedge funds start buying up Decred, you're gonna start seeing it soar. It it's it's probably it's probably like if if Litecoin implemented everything, let me just say this if Litecoin implemented everything that Decred was doing, you know, on the governance side and then just behind the scenes. Um, if Litecoin had that kind of development forum, it, it would be it would be the number two, like just like overnight. And the reason it doesn't is because, um, you know, they don't have the guys behind the project. Like, I think it's just Charlie and like one other person. And Decred actually has real developers, real people decentralized across the world working on their protocol. So I, I definitely think. If I definitely think if people actually paid more attention to Decred, uh, they they would see they would see what it actually could be what Bitcoin could be, and this is another reason why you know I'm a big fan of Dash. You know I don't hold a lot of Dash, but I, I am somebody who believes that that you know that might just have a place in the world to live. You know, it, it might it might actually be somewhere. Um, you know, and that's what you're going to see here in the future. You'll probably see people. Actually, I don't have Dash. Damn. What do I do with my Dash? No, I need to buy some Dash. I was looking through my blog. I was like, I, I don't have Dash. Crap. That's not good. 
Maybe it's in a wallet somewhere. I, I thought I had, I could have sworn I had Dash somewhere. Um, yeah. I'm, anyway, that's that's for another day. But uh, yeah, I need to find out where the hell that, because it has to be in a wallet somewhere. I know I had Dash. Could have sworn I just saw it the other day. Okay, anyway. So what I'm getting back at is I think I think we're going to see here in the future, we're going to have so many different types of hard currencies. And I believe that in the future, we're going to have countries start picking their currency. And it wouldn't surprise me if Dash and Decred and some and Litecoin, even Bitcoin become some countries currencies. I know that sounds crazy, but you got to think about it like the first country to adopt a Bitcoin as their as their currency or to take it as not only tax payments, but, you know, everyday, you know, payments for for bills, for for groceries, stuff like that. Uh, I think once you start seeing one country fully embrace that, I think it's uh, you're going to start seeing other countries, you know, embrace other hard currencies like Dash and, you know, and Zcash and and stuff like that. Decred. Uh, I think that's going to happen in the future. I, I know. I know most don't see that for Bitcoin, but honestly, with with the Lightning Network and Layer 2 scaling on Bitcoin, that's going to be a thing, too. And I, I honestly believe, and I said this over a long time ago, I don't think we're going to see mass Bitcoin adoption until Lightning Network is fully out there being used. And that only happens, you know, if if and only if, you know, Lightning Network becomes a thing. Uh, and right now it's still in the early days, but man... Maybe maybe three, five years from now, when Lightning Network is fully online and, 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 and really working, uh, you know, as a layer two scaling solution for Bitcoin, I think then we'll see mass adoption for Bitcoin. Uh, until then, we're going to see a lot of CFI apps, right? Just trading, speculation. That's why I'm saying Bitcoin hold at least till 2028. Seriously see what that's like i think people i think people won't recognize how important bitcoin is until we get to at least 2028 2025 somewhere around there i think people understand now but they're still kind of like on the fence like you're having some people wake up right like i told you my wife woke up and, and started buying bitcoin which is surprising to me right um so i think i think you'll start seeing people wake up normal people and when they do um you'll see it increase, but you won't see the mass adoption until Lightning Network, right? And I don't think it happens until then. So hopefully that gets released here by 2025, 2024, somewhere around there. And I think at that point we're going to see, and, th- and that could possibly, you know, spur the next big bull run after this next one that's happening here in 2021. So we'll see. We will definitely see. Um, and I think that's all I got for coin talk. Did a lot of rambling. And yeah. But yeah, CoinGecko doing a good job. Man, they're adding some some cool features here. I really like CoinGecko. As you know, we we moved away from CoinMarketCap because they suck. <laughs> no, they just got I mean, like at least with CoinGecko, they have like a, a dark feature, a light feature, and you can really see everything here. And there's markets, there's news, there's tools, and their app is really fucking sweet. And it's to me, it's just the best. It's the best that's out there, CoinGecko. Okay, um, I think that I think that's all I got. Let's get on to the end of the show.
All right, another Thriller Coin Talk is Dunsies. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys want to subscribe to what we do here, go to thrillerx.com, click on that subscribe button on the right. Yeah, enter an email address, whatever. Or if you want to share this, because we're going to be releasing some more bangers here, man. Season four, Thriller Crypto, it's only going to get better. Yeah. Season four, ladies and gentlemen. Buy Bitcoin and save the entire world. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with R. Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto, and not car. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world, one Satoshi at a time.